Hey friends, it's Corey Andrew Powell here, letting you know it's time to treat yourself with an exclusive Motivational Mondays deal at the NSLS shop. Listeners get 20% off shop-wide with the code MONDAYS. That's M-O-N-D-A-Y-S. Need a new coffee tumbler? Or perhaps you want to keep it classy with a new hardcover notebook? Well, get them on sale. Listen, with this deal, I'm tempted to trade in my bow tie collection for one of those cute NSLS hoodies. And don't forget, use code MONDAYS at checkout. That's M-O-N-D-A-Y-S. Enjoy that 20% off at shop.nsls.org. And stay motivated, leaders. Stay motivated. Hello, everyone. I am Corey Andrew, and I am here with Angel Martinez, an accomplished figure in the skincare industry, renowned for her expertise, entrepreneurial ventures, and impactful initiatives. Now, as a nationally recognized skincare expert, Angel has made significant strides in reshaping the beauty industry with her unfiltered perspective, in particular through her podcast, It Hurts to Be Pretty. Now, this platform serves as a candid space discussing various facets of life business, skincare, and more. And it also counters the prevalent trends of filters, which I'm guilty of using. (laughs) And of course, superficiality and beauty in general. So Angel, welcome to Motivational Mondays. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on here, talk about some business and some skin. Yeah, all the things that, you know, hey, it makes the world go round. Beauty and business. That's kind of what we do in in life, basically. We all respond to pretty things. But I love that you're sort of like peeling back the layers of the pretty Mm -hmm. thing. First and foremost, though, I guess really getting into like your brand, I am curious to know what sort of motivated you to create the podcast, It Hurts to Be Pretty, and sort of taking that, that sort of unfiltered look at beauty and the beauty lifestyle industry. Yeah, you know, I started my business about eight years ago, um, but I've been in the skincare industry for 17 years now. And I think a few people were kind of nudging me like, you should start a podcast because I'm very unfiltered on my Instagram Mm -hmm. and my TikTok. So I'm like, you know, no, no, I kept pushing it off. But I'm like, you know what? I have a lot to say about some of these filters and some of these movie stars that are leading these young girls. And not only that, I think also my life in general, just as a single mom. So the way that I came up with it hurts to be pretty is that I've been through a lot to get to where I'm at and it was painful and it was hard. So that's where the hurt comes from. And then when, you know, when you're at work, you got to be, you got to be on, you got to be presentable and you got to present your best self. But also what I do in this room hurts microneedle lasers so i i just thought I like just physically thought, like it like it really hurts like physically yeah, right yeah, yeah it hurts we need numbing cream so i just thought all around it hurts to be pretty and i'm able to talk about my life my journey and also all things skincare mm. well you know it's interesting too because I'm, i love that you that you brought up the hollywood aspect because it's really rare but it does happen where i love that certain celebrities female celebrities will really lash out at a magazine for over photoshopping them or, you know, because they know that young women especially are looking to them to sort of emulate what they are. And if you're creating this sort of like impossible standard, it's really creating such a, a, like a disparity to young women. So if that's sort of your perspective on that as well. Well, you know, I have a daughter who's 22 Mm. and uh, I feel like, Oh, I have three. Oh, you look 22. What'd you have her when, like you had her when you were a fetus, like apparently. <laughs> no, she's actually my baby. I have two boys and a little girl. And I wow. feel like with my daughter, 
you know, for, for me, for her to see these as examples, mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, and I'm telling her she's beautiful the way she is. She doesn't need surgery. She doesn't need this and that, but yet this is what she sees on a daily basis. Mm. Now, listen, I, it's a fine line because this industry is that right. Like Botox, it is the fillers, the plump, right. Lip. But I also think that there is also body dysmorphia, unrealistic expectations such as the filters because we're all guilty in fact in 2023 i actually made a vow to never use a filter on any of my photos mm. or my videos that when i go live or anything like that so i it was hard at first because you're used to seeing this matted like you know what i mean no thing is smooth yeah, yeah. and it, it becomes a little bit of an addiction so i definitely don't like when movie stars definitely try to say they've never had anything because i can list all the things that they've had but then i also appreciate the, the alicia keys and the pam anderson who are mm. like listen no makeup this is my glowing skin and take it for what it is yeah, isn't that amazing, that whole Pam Anderson phenomenon that happened when she went to that show in Paris, makeup free. And I have to tell you, quite honestly, I thought she's never looked more beautiful in her life. Like that plain face where you can just really see just the character, it wasn't covered with the, all the paint, right? And look, I was a model booker in New York City for years. So I also get that side of it too, the beauty aspect, the commerce aspect. But you're right. I think when it's, when it's used to sort of like dictate a standard to the world where most women have the antithesis of that body type, that skin type, it, it does become um, potentially dangerous. So I love that, you know, you are speaking out about that. Now, when it comes to also your own personal journey though was it something that you said people were always telling you oh you should start a podcast because of your outspokenness but with beauty specifically is that was that the passion that you were speaking about or you just mean in general and you had a side passion for beauty that you now turned into your platform yeah you know starting my business eight years ago i had my vision was bigger than skincare mm. it was for single moms so i have a single mom strong foundation i have a women's event that i host every year so i wanted beauty to be much more than the outer and i connect with my clients for the last 17 years i've been in denver colorado so i wanted to it to be more than than just the outer more of a relationship because i have women in here who are crying who are mm. getting divorced who are cheating or getting cheated on, right? Like there's so many different walks of life that come through here. And for me, I just wanted to be able to connect. So with my podcast, not only am I able to tell my story because I came from nothing. I started my business with no sugar daddies or no, <laughs> uh, you know, no loans. I'm happy to say that I have debt free. Like I don't have, I don't owe anybody anything hmm. and, you know, building your empire takes a lot of work. And so I just kind of, I, I think, especially now with the beauty industry being saturated, you can find a med spa in every corner. It's like a church now, like they're yeah. in every, every corner. And I wanted to make sure that I hold to my values in this industry because it is looked upon as vain and vanity and all that stuff. I wanted it to be more of a community. And so I do things like the single mom and the women's events where I bring women together. And um, I think I just did that being a single mom and wanting community more than just here. Can you buy a facial? Mm. Right. Like it's so much more than that for me. Right. Yeah. Peeling back some of, again, the layers of the why, you know, some of the women 
they are not just looking to look pretty. They're they're maybe dealing with self esteem issues or sort of sort of things they haven't really resolved past unresolved traumas. And through these, I think through sort of beautifying the exterior, sometimes you know it kind of helps with the confidence. So I agree. I don't want to like I don't want us to. Vil- oh, of course you would. This is your industry. I don't want to seem like I'm vilifying. Of course, the beauty industry because again, um, we all want to look our best. But there's a di- and there's different reasons that inspire why people are seeking these treatments. And they're not all just superficial is what I'm getting from. No, I mean, I have, I have clients in here who are, you know, 50 years old and never done anything. And they're like, I'm ready to feel good. Mm. And feeling good doesn't necessarily mean a whole new face. Feeling good to them could be dewy skin and just healthy skin. It's not just like, oh, Botox and big plump lips anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think Pam Anderson and Alicia Keys are kind of set that tone a little bit of like, it's okay to age and do it gracefully and not be, you know, because the big cheeks and the the pulled skin is not really in, in my opinion anymore. So yeah, yeah. You know, just a little quick side note is very funny. I'm working on a book right now. And it's about my time working in a very exclusive department store in New York City. It's sort of like a Devil Wears Prada-ish thing. And there's a whole chapter on that particular aesthetic you just mentioned, because what I noticed during this particular time period, when I was working in this department store, that look that you just described was almost, it was the sought after look because it represented that you had money to mm. go and ha- and they all had like the same doctor and they all had that same, like I called uh-huh. it, I called it uh, the tampered with, like they all look tampered with by the same guy, but it was a status thing. Yeah. So there's an example of like, you know, a reason that has nothing to do with you really the beautification part it was like you know they had to have this face because everyone else had it. all the upper west side <laughs> wives had it so they had just you know strange different reasons why people get stuff done but yeah i mean you know. it was it was trending at that time i know mm-hmm. that era that you're talking about like yeah. it was the big cheeks and the they almost felt lips like, yeah and it was making them feel as if they were gaining their youth and and fact it was morphing their their whole face mm-hmm. where you're like you don't even look like the same person anymore yeah yeah and now these younger generations are like i don't want to look like that mm-hmm. i want to do what i can now so i don't look like my auntie at the barbecue yeah. who has a pulled face you know <laughs> yeah yeah i know and it's so funny too how we all perceive aging i realize this is an interesting thing too based on just things that you can do to your exterior that can make a difference. A friend of mine recently said to me, do you know that you are older than Rue McClanahan when she started on the Golden Girls right now? And I was like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) And I almost like had a heart attack right there on the spot because, you know, but it's funny because it's just a different time. Like I remember watching that show going, my God, they're all old, these women, right? And I was like, you know, I was a kid, I was like 15. But it really is looking at the show now through a different lens as you just mentioned, they were some of the youngest women on TV, quite honestly. They were yeah. fabulous. They wore it. They wore their own faces and they were fabulous and they showed up after themselves. I mean, it's a really interesting show to look back on now in relation to the standard of beauty with women in Hollywood today and how I'm not even sure a show like that today would even really you know make it the way it did back then but that's a whole other conversation so i want to ask you about (laughs) yeah we can go on for a whole thing about that but um the single mom strong right single the single mom strong foundation that's a great segue into that because you were speaking about the single moms so tell me about the single mom strong foundation 
Yeah. So I started that the same year I started my business, even though it was small, I always felt like you always have to keep giving, Mm. um, even no matter how big or small. And so when I started single mom, I just handpicked some single moms in my community that were working moms, because I know what it's like to try to survive, stay afloat, not have help from their dad. And also work every single day and i felt alone in a in a very in a community where there is a lot of families here i wanted to just get a group of women and say like you're not alone and shower them and take them to dinner like when was the last time a single mom dressed up and got to feel very pretty because she's always worried about her kids she's Mm. always worried about what they're gonna you know practices and all that stuff that i wanted them to take a moment and say tonight i'm gonna dress up I'm going to look beautiful. And I wanted to spoil them because, you know, as women, we want that from a man and we desire that from a partner, like, you know, take me to dinner, spoil me. And I wanted to bring something new and say, like, I'm here to spoil you. I'm here to give you. And it's not a whole lot. You know, I'm not Oprah giving away cars or anything. (laughs) Right. But I do think for me to see them smiling and laughing and connecting with other single moms it just brought me so much joy. So every year I've always done it. In fact, I'm going back to my hometown in Albuquerque and doing single mom strong this year instead of Colorado. Mm, That is wonderful. I love that. And it also, that ties into something that that we talk about a lot here on Motivational Mondays, uh, the self-care component that Mm -hmm. is often overlooked in our wellness and especially with women. And as we talked about before we began recording, to me, single moms are like the unsung heroes of the world because so many of them have really had to hold it down and have produced some of the most terrific human beings on the planet, but it was not easy to do as a single mom or as a single parent in general. And so um, I definitely love what you're doing there, but the self-care component, so many of these women don't have time, like you said, right, to even do this. And when you don't make time for self-care because you're making time for everyone else, you're not actually really doing yourself any favor in that way. You're actually harming yourself because you haven't taken a moment to check on your own wellness mm-hmm. to make sure you're okay, right? Yeah, and I and I speak from experience. You know, my kids are all grown and out of the house. And I remember in 2020 when everything shut down, but my, my daughter had left and I was like, I don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. I don't know my favorite meal. I don't know my favorite color. And I... I had to discover myself again. And so I know what it's like to put everyone else, you know, first, including my business. And then I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I like. So you know what I did? I took myself to Greece alone. Mm. Two weeks. Wow. Everyone, everyone thought I was crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I want to know what I like. I want it was like my eat, pray, love. I was just gonna <laughs> I was gonna say you had your own eat, pray, love. Oh, yes, I did. And you know, the thing is, is not everybody has money to do that. Mm. And I'm, you know, fortunate enough that I was able to, but I encourage people on my podcast to take yourself to the park, sit, sit alone, be alone, learn yourself. And as a single mom, just learn to love on yourself because we don't love on ourselves enough. Mm. Forget about the beauty aspect. It's like Who am I? What do I have to give and offer? And so I think for me, because I've learned to do that, that I'm trying to teach these young women or young adults, like, this is how you put yourself first, Mm, that you're able to give, you know? Yeah, that's so amazing. Yeah. And and it sounds 
some people may misinterpret that idea of putting yourself first, but it's yeah. not said at all in a way that's arrogant or self-absorbed. It is the, the, the main idea behind that is if you are not well yourself, you cannot take care of others uh, yeah. properly and, and you're doing both people a disservice. So yeah, and I think women are so programmed by society as well to be the caregiver, to be the one that holds everybody together. And then that's why I think it's so ironic then the workforce wants to pay them less. Or, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, I, I interviewed an amazing author named Suzanne Corso, who's got these two great best-selling books out. And um, she said, you know, you think they treat us a little better. After all, we do give birth to the entire population, but I don't know, you know, treat me a little, <laughs> <laughs> treat me a little better. We do kind of make life continue, you know, but yeah, it's really something, but I love that you're doing that. And then you have this, the Skincare Academy by Angel Aesthetics. And tell me about that project. Yeah. So again, because of I've been in the industry for so long and it's continuously always changing, I wanted to be able to teach some of the younger estheticians or skincare people that like, listen, I didn't get here overnight. You know, mm. treating all skin types is not easy, whether it be black, Indian, um, Hispanic, not everyone can do that. Mm -hmm. So I created this academy to be able to nurture and two day like retreat and I just pour out like what I've learned so that way they can be better and greater and all those things. You know, it's funny you bring that up too, when it comes to the medical aesthetics in general and women of color, different darker skin types, I'm glad you brought that up because although this is a bit more of a sort of a niche question, just in my life, having my friends who are women of color on the fence of tr wanting to try something, but they're afraid because they kind of, what you see mostly in the marketing for these procedures are white women. And so it's really hard to kind of for women of color, darker skin to be like, okay, well, where's the place for me? So, so you're saying that uh, they should be conscious of that, right? They should go to a place that specializes in all skin types, because that is a, an experience that have to be a skill that have to be mastered, right? Yeah. You can't just think, you know, how to treat all, every skin is different. And I think social media has taught us, you know, we people, we see people come out that have been burned by lasers, mm, yeah, uh, burned by a chemical peel. And as a Latina woman myself, I wouldn't just trust anybody. So I think my, my biggest thing for you guys to always look out for, whether doesn't matter what color skin you are, is look at their work, mm. either make sure it's not a stock photo, make sure it, they've learned to work on all uh, skin types. That's my biggest thing, because I think with most people, they want to trust because it's a new laser. Or they saw it on TikTok or mm -hmm. they and I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's go back. Let's look at their website and even have a consult and see, can I see some of your work? Because I love when people say that. I'm like, absolutely. Let's mm -hmm. look together. You know, because yeah, yeah. they're very confident in their work. No problem. What What do you want to look at? You know, so you want to look for that confidence so that way you feel more at peace because it's your face. You're right. right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you really can't. I mean, you got to really make sure you don't like make a mistake with that by trying to find like a discount. You know, I mean, like like if I get oh, yeah. a coupon in the mail for Groupon, I'm probably not going to go let you inject that in my face. Like I don't want a coupon. I don't want to, you know, and all my friends who like to go, oh, I'm going to go to the Dominican Republic because it's cheap there. I'm like, well, cheap really shouldn't be a, you know, a criteria for you getting like invasive surgery, cosmetic surgery. Like if it costs more because it's a better 
I, you know, I just think that people definitely have to be really careful with all those sort of traps of like the TikToks, like you said, and, you know, the, yeah. the discount procedures and stuff. I don't want like a buy one, get one free, you know, on my face. I would, I would be, <laughs> if anything, I would be more apprehensive. Yeah. You know, there's a reason yeah. why I've never in my history of angel aesthetics have ever done a group on, and I'm not knocking that. It's just when you're confident of your work, you don't really need to seek out for people to come in and, I don't, mm -hmm. I'm iffy about that. Yeah. And I got to be careful too, because I don't want to like bash Groupon. There's some really great yeah. deals there, but, but, but you're right for me personally, um, I would be, I'm, this is my own personal opinion full, you know, disclosure, but yeah, I would be a little bit apprehensive about someone offering me like a discount on my face or, you know, on, on, on cosmetic procedures, because it seems like that's something that if there's a skilled practitioner in that, in that space, they know their worth as a practitioner and their their cost is their cost. And so if you can't afford it, then that's just, you know, save the money and come back later. But no, I'm not going to like discount it so that it can become like a Happy Meal discount kind of product for the masses. So that's just me. But, you know, I don't know. I agree. Yeah, yeah. So I would love to know what you think about, you know, the the forecasting of of beauty trends going forward, you know, as far as the industry right now, we're sort of, we talked about, we had come from this place of like, where the really extreme superficial, like, no, no offense to them, pulled housewife thing, uh, you know, uh, the Bravo TV special. And yeah. so we have that look and then, you know, and now we sort of like are sort of there too, but then everything is more about filter. So people really don't necessarily have to do stuff. They can just look like they have done it in photos. So I'm wondering, like, what have you thought about? Like, what do you see as the next big trend happening, or what do you see coming, perhaps? Well, I call that catfishing because <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> then you show like, up looking totally different. Yeah. I mean, I've seen clients where I'm like, you look nothing like your Instagram. In my mind, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> mm, yeah, lay off the so, filters, honey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's the filters. It's the snatched body. I'm like, your body doesn't mm. look like that in person. But um, yeah, yeah. You know, I do think that a lot of people, and we, I talked about this on my podcast yesterday, that uh, the younger generation is more accepting of their skin conditions, whether it be acne, melasma, rosacea, and they're learning to deal with it, but also treat it in not in such an invasive way. So mm. I think that, you know, a more natural look, like I think a more natural lip is back in, you know, Kylie Jenner set the tone a few years ago where it was the big, big lips for these young girls. And uh, the trend now is a lot of people taking out that filler mm. and actually going, and I'm included in 2023, I took out all my lip filler mm. early January and I put very, very little back in because mine were starting to morph up here and that's what can happen to filler. And so I think moving forward, because we're in a generation where there's so much information and so many treatments, they're all kind of like, okay, wait, I know that this is trending, but what's going to be best for my skin? The mm. other trend is a lot of people are more in their health journey. And so knowing that what you eat and what you put in your body actually surfaces to your skin. Mm -hmm. And I also think that that is going to be another big trend that people are going to be more healthy, more aware of what they put in their body, if not already, honestly, because I feel like that's more of a trend now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're right. Generationally, you know, we talk a lot here about Gen Z specifically, because that's such a huge demographic and an important demographic for so many reasons, especially when it comes to commerce and different trends in retail and politics. I mean, that's a really specific generation, but yeah, they are very 
socially conscious generation and they actually demand corporate responsibility from brands and mm-hmm. uh, they are a lot more likely to say you know they want to sort of show up as their most authentic selves versus trying to be something that is being dictated upon them so you're right i think across the board the current young generations coming up all brands would be um it would behoove them <laughs> to pay attention to that because this is a very different animal these kids don't want to look like the aunt at the cookout <laughs> as you mentioned they yeah. don't they really don't you know and so um, you were saying that you're like you're so you're, some of your some of your filler had shifted upward you were saying so it was kind of coming out of the lip line yeah because you know filler the old school filler juvederm and i'm not knocking it we carry it but you know it's made to last for a year right mm-hmm. Well, now they're doing studies and they're doing scans where it shows that it's actually stays in the body and it morphs to either the muscle mm. or the shoe. Yeah. So it doesn't okay. really dissipate all the way as right. people thought it did. Right. So in a year, they got used to their big lips, right? So then they're like, oh, I need a little more. I need a little more. So then they would get more and more. And then it starts to migrate up here. Oh, my goodness. The see the lady. Oh, the lip, the Bart Simpson, I call yes. it. Yes. I always um, wondered what was going on with that. <laughs> yes, that's what's happening. They're adding more and more. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. I need a bigger lip, a bigger lip. And so it starts to morph up here. Mm. Well, um, I think, you know, just with, you know, taking out the filler in general, it takes time. It's a lot of it's expensive. You know, your face blows up a little bit. So it's a process. You can't just take it out. Mm. And I had to put in hyaluronidase, which helps dissipate the filler three times in my lips. And I didn't have huge lips. If you go scroll through my Instagram, it's not like I had a huge lip. It just was morphing up here and I could see it in my side profile. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's exactly where you like the sideways where the lip would come out and protrude a little bit. Yeah. I was like, "Mm -mm, not going to be the anti. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Yeah. I'm 45 this year. And I feel like, you know, I wanted to be able, I've never had filler in my cheeks. I have a, you know, big cheeks, but I feel like with the younger generation, they're also more conservative when it comes to filler. Mm-hmm. So 20 year olds, they're like, okay, I just want a little bit or I want this or that. So I think, you know, <clears throat> with taking out the filler is a trend that started in like 2023. In fact, you know, filler in general went down, I think 23%. So, you know, whereas mm. before everyone was getting filler. And yeah, now- yeah more people are worried about the health of their skin. Mm-hmm. They want the glowy look. They want, you know, one thing I do worry about is a lot of people are following their favorite influencer, mm. TikTok influencer, or someone that they look up to that's, you know, perhaps maybe five, six years older who has a fancy house and, you know, has the latest laser. And then they're, oh, I want that too. Mm-hmm. I do worry about whether to follow a skin expert versus an influencer right, right. Paid to promote that product. Yeah. So that's one thing that worries me just a bit, but I mm-hmm. think, you know, in time it'll step out. Well, no, I love that. Thank you for mentioning that because uh, again, that's a conversation that comes up sometimes on, on motivational Mondays in general about people identifying their own self value and self worth based on what they see on social media, of course. And then that creates all kinds of problems, whether it be self-esteem issues, low self-esteem, uh, body uh, dysmorphia, as you mentioned, all those things that can come with comparing yourself to others who have, have potentially just presented a complete facade. It's all, you know, I, the house could be rented, the house, the, the boat could belong to their neighbor, the all the yeah. above, you know? So um, I love that you definitely 
mention that because that's really an important one. And when you think about the um, idea of your own practice, so it's a balance. I'm very curious to know how you balance this. So we've just discussed, you know, the negative side of maybe over overfilling and people who are addicted, and then of course promoting a more potentially natural look or natural aging process. How do you balance that for you as a practitioner of what you do? Because on one hand, you need them to come in and be like, "Girl, fill her up," right? Because that's your business. <laughs> but yeah. so, so how do you balance it? Like, well, okay, but have you thought about this? Like, I'm just curious from a commerce standpoint. How that line straddle for you? You know, I take pride. I have 10 employees and I, I take pride that every single one of them, when we have someone sitting here, because everyone is so different, um, listen to what they want. So what do you want? What do you see? What is your goal for your skin? Not what I want for you. What do you see yourself? And then, you know, sometimes it's unrealistic. Well, I want to look like when I'm 20 again. Mm. And then it's my job to say, well, that's not going to happen. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. So Let's start there. I'm going to be the one to tell you that that's not going to happen. But I can definitely knock off some years and make your skin look healthier. That's going to make you feel more confident. And I think one being honest, I don't try to sell the latest laser. I have lots of lasers here. I have lots of machines. I don't. I mean, and all my girls are the same way. This is you put money aside. Money comes when you have your passion and you love what you do, because when they leave this room, you, their skin represents us. Mm, so yeah. if they're not happy with it, that says a lot about you, because I've walked into places where they're like, you need this and you need five sessions of this. And I'm like, well, you know nothing about me. Mm. Like, so I make sure that it, we take time, sit down, learn your lifestyle. What do you do? What's your budget? because that's important. I have people who money's not an option. And then I have people who work down as a janitor at the hospital who she saves her money to come mm, see me. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you respect all walks of life and you say, okay, I want you to feel beautiful in whatever you do throughout the day. And it's my job to sit and listen rather than push on what I feel like you need, because some people do need filler, right? Mm -hmm. like, like some people need some, a little bit of filler here and there, but I have to listen. And then once I look for keywords of what they're wanting, that's when I suggest A, B, and C, mm -hmm. and then look at their, their cost of like, what are you willing to spend and invest? Cause you want it to feel worth the money they have spent. Right. There's nothing worse than having buyer's remorse. Right. Or like mm -hmm. you walk away, like, Ugh, I feel like that did nothing. Mm -hmm. so I have my trademark treatment patent pending called mile high makeover which people have flown in from all over the world to have done hmm. um, the furthest Egypt so far. Wow. Okay. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a process that I, I put together that knocks off at least five to 10 years, depending on the person. And it's a thousand bucks. And so before they even fly in, I make sure that they know the expectations. I, I make sure everything. So I think a lot of people are not communicating hmm. and not, listening. And so they're just kind of thinking of what do I need to sell? What's the latest trend? And I tell my girls, we don't, we don't follow trends. We don't sure here and there, of course, but like, we're not about trends. Skincare is at the end of the day, very basic. you got to take care of your skin. It doesn't need $2,000 lasers all the time. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I love this too, because again, we are a leadership podcast. And what I love about what you're saying is a, a great example to our community of listeners who are young people, potential young entrepreneurs, and some people who are non-traditional college students who are also older, maybe 45 to 50 to 60, 
who maybe you're looking to start a business. And what I'm getting from you is to have integrity in your work and stand for something. Do not follow trends just for the sake of commerce and selling people something. And that's a really great lesson that means just navigate through life with integrity. And it's so much better than the alternative, which is just sort of following everything and not really caring about the people who you are servicing. So that's a really big call out. You know, it's a it's a, it's a, it's bigger than just you selling a product. It's like actually being a part of people's lives and partnering with them. Yeah. As I, can they always, make these decisions. I can always tell when someone's money hungry after money, money's their goal or passion. Mm. Because I always tell my girls, you're, it'll come. Don't worry. Money's going to yeah. come. You yeah. just have to follow your passion. And a lot of people are so money hungry. They want it. They want to skip the process and they want to make all that money without going through what they need to go through. Mm-hmm. But I think what you said also, I mean, if I'm not any good leader has to lead by example, I can't mm-hmm. just bark to them. And then I'm over here, like, you know, living lavishly. And, and it's not to say that I, I haven't made a lot of money. I've made a lot of money, but I also think that I give to them. I give to my girls. I treat my employees really well. And any good employer is going to treat them because you want to keep them. You got to treat them. Yep, absolutely. Another leadership lesson. You know, the greatest leaders, the most successful business owners, CEOs, they recognize that their investment is often in the people who they hire. And they know they don't have to be the smartest person in the room. Their job is to make sure that whatever they don't know, they have a team of competent people around them to help them bring that vision forward. So just you're just chock full of leadership lessons, Angel <laughs> Martinez. I have two other uh, questions for you before we go. It's been a great conversation. Um, one, I'm curious about, do you see a, a rise in men getting any of these procedures? I'm going to bookmark your phone number just in case. Um, <laughs> what do you think about that? Do you see, are there more men or do you see not as many? Or what's your thought on men getting these procedures? A thousand percent. It's mm-hmm. it's it's up. If I had to give it a percentage, and I don't know, I, I would say it's at least up forty percent in the last year. Mm. Two years. One, their wives are bringing in their husbands. Oh, okay. I do a lot of professional athletes that are not afraid to say that they come in and do skincare. I think also the stigma. They're they're realizing it's my skin. It's not like something and and my office is pink full of flowers but i think when they come in here they're like men are so simple give me my botox give me my cream and and i'll see you in six weeks you know they're not here for the experience they're like i'm here my wife made my appointment i gotta go or the golfer who's like the wrinkles are forming and he's like you know what i don't want to look like my dad so i'm in here so Mm. i would say I mean, men don't post about it as much as women do, which I feel like is totally fine because mm-hmm. men in general are more private. Yeah, yeah. I also have seen a rise. I mean, I men come in here all the time, so mm. yeah. definitely liked a lot. Yeah, that's funny. I mean, it's I mean, I'm relatively young, and I had never thought of it, but then all of a sudden, through my podcast work, I began doing. Um, television appearances. Now I'm getting booked on cable shows. And I just did, you know, a, a segment on Taylor Swift a couple of days ago on News Nation. Awesome. And um, thank you. And, um, but you know, today they film, everything is in HD. Now, maybe 20 years ago, it wouldn't have been a big deal, but now like HD shows everything. So yeah, everything. so I mean, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I'm, on, I'm like, I've had, I was like, I never thought about that before, but now I'm like, okay, note to self, just investigate. <laughs> 
possible procedures and care for my future. Um, but that's why I was just wondering if you saw that as a trend. So thank you for answering. I don't feel so bad if, <laughs> if other guys no, are also. It's, it's very much, I, I get a lot of DMs. I mean, from DJs to, you would be surprised. Mm. Like it's very, it's more common. It's just more men. I would say, just don't post about it. Right. And, okay. and I don't push it. Right. Yeah, like yeah. even my athletes that I've done, I'm like, you don't have to post about it. Like it's, I know you look good and I know that's my work. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But they see, they, they'll tell their guy friends, like, you gotta go, you gotta go see Angel or, you mm. know, like they, they're not posting it, but they're talking about it. And to me, that's one of the best compliments. Absolutely. Great advice. Wonderful words of wisdom from Angel Martinez, nationally recognized skincare expert and host of the It Hurts to Be Pretty podcast. Thanks so much for being here today. I really enjoyed this conversation. Aww. Thank you so much. And I look forward to meeting you one day. You got to fly out and I'll do your skin. Okay, look, I told you, I bookmarked the info to be (laughs) continued. (laughs) Definitely, definitely. Wow. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Motivational Mondays presented by the National Society of Leadership and Success and available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Corey Andrew Powell, and I'll see you again here next week.